Hi, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. We're just having a little bit of a laugh under our breath because there was a technical issue of timing in the starting of the recording. We'll swallow that and we'll continue on. Today we have another topic that has been requested. It's about working in the front office in the area where you are dealing directly with the public. And it's about job boundaries, colleague boundaries in those roles where the public is seeing exactly what you're doing and hearing exactly what you're doing and looking at the collaboration or lack of collaboration in those roles. We've probably all been in situations where whether you walked in a department store and over the counter, two people behind the counter or you walked into a reception area where big organisation, front desk or into a medical centre, whatever it might be. So picture the situation where you're walking in and you're talking to the pers- to one person and the other person jumps in being very helpful and then you've got both of them trying to help you at the same time. Again, if you look at that then you see to yourself, how does that make you feel? A bit confused? <laughs> I think I would feel confused. Who am I answering questions for? But this question actually didn't come from a public person. It came from one of their colleagues who said, we work very well together, we we cover well for each other, we back each other up, but one person is invariably what I would call (laughs) over-enthusiastic. They keep jumping in and that actually is not very helpful. How to deal with it without offending that person, without diminishing their enthusiasm and let them know you appreciate it is what we want to explore. Mm. I was just thinking when Fulana was talking about the situations where we might go into a, a counter and we have two people trying to help us, I think these days a lot of us would think that was really good because <laughs> so many places we go to where we don't get the assistance or the help that we think we deserve or that we need that perhaps we that probably wasn't the best way to talk about the situation be that as it may we do need to address the area of concern my worry in this situation is that the job roles have not been identified particularly well and that there's been no general discussion about the way the, the work is performed, that these people are doing it on the fly, I suppose, that, that they know these tasks have to be done, that they've all got very similar job descriptions, I would say, and that there's been no general discussion of them sitting down saying, in this situation, this is what we do, in this situation, this is what happens. And so they're all trying to do their best for one another and for the organisation in a situation where they have no path to follow. So my first feeling would be to have everyone sit down, to have a look at the job descriptions, to have a look at whether they actually reflect the work that is being done at this point in time because they need to be a very fluid document. If you're going to have a job description, it needs to reflect the way the jobs change. And jobs can change every six months, every three months with technology introduction. So, and system changes and system requirements, regulatory requirements that mean that a job is done differently and someone might have had the training in that regulation and someone hasn't yet had that training. And so the identification of the knowledge base 
but that part of the system lies with someone else and so they step in thinking that they're helpful because they have had the training and so they do know the answers whereas as you might not yet know the answers because you haven't had the training. So all of those things need to be addressed fairly regularly in these jobs because they are in the public eye and the organisation will be judged on the performance that happens at that counter. So if we're looking at, I've done it again, I always say so, and Kim has to edit it out. But well, that's I recognise <laughs> Let's assume just for a minute that the situation has changed and the roles have changed or new technology introduced. So then what Kim is saying is quite right. You go back and define it, redefine it, up, update it, update the situation. Do it collaboratively though. Yes. Do it with the people who are doing the job. That's so it right. gives them an opportunity to say, well, I respectful and trusting environment, I hate the way you yeah. always jump in and answer mm. this. And I really much prefer that I went to the training, that I learned it, that you understood that I know the answer as well in some cases. Yes, and not only that, but so what happens if we are in a situation, agree on what happened in a situation if I'm trying to address a client's question but I didn't get it right and your uh, goodwill in jumping in to A, help me and help the client immediately, what's the best way to handle it? And I think that if you agree on the approach, then you, you're both okay. And you might have an agreement where you can look at each other and then the other person will ask you to, to come in with mm-hmm. your opinion rather than you jumping in, you destroying the credibility of the yep. person handling it in mm-hmm. the first place and the client will be left with feeling lack of confidence in who's right, who's wrong and are you working together or are you competing against mm-hmm. each other. It's very, very important that you do do it together because at the end of the day, you are working very closely together. You respect and like each other in this case, in this example, which is a good thing, and you don't want to lose that. And I think that's important is that, that it's not a competition, that you are there to provide a particular service for the organisation to the clientele that are, that are coming in, and that that's your responsibility, that's your focus. And if you've got a good working relationship, which you should have because you need to have in those roles, you can't be antagonistic towards one another and then turn another face to the public and say, oh, I'm so happy to see you. It just doesn't work. And the public will, we all know from being clients, that we can pick up on what is happening in an office situation or any situation when we walk into an environment where the tension is in the air the air is charged the other thing is i think as human beings we tend to in in any job there's some things we love doing we really like doing and there's some jobs we don't sometimes it's easy to say oh you're better at that than me and you can do that better so leave it because i don't like it that's not right and i think that what you both got to agree there might be by nature that, that both of you work well together and one like one thing more than the other and you agree that you do A, B and D and not C, that's fine. But in most cases, you've got to agree, look, we don't like that part of it. Let's say behind the counter in a retail sense, we don't like dealing with the refund or returns, but we will do it. We don't like the complaints. But you've got to agree that you've got to do it. And if you're serving a customer, you do it to completion. And if you're not sure, you ask, and you ask in a way that's respectful and 
keeps their confidence in you, colleague, and the organisation. But I think sometimes, too, in exploring that situation where you like doing some things, the other person likes doing some things, or, or you're good at some things and the other person is good at, at some things, that you actually have the discussion about what is it that you like about doing that, because I don't, yes. and learn what it is that they like about it and perhaps look at it from another perspective. It's not always about the way you perceive that job or that task that is the thing that you don't like about it. The other area I think that it gives you an opportunity to learn, to be able to say to the public, I'm not the expert in this area. I will consult with my colleague who has had a bit more experience, is a bit more knowledgeable in this area totally appropriate to say those things the other thing i think that we need to consider is that perhaps you do have the knowledge and it hasn't been recognized yet and i say this because i can go back to a very early experience in the time when Juliana and i actually worked together and i was in the most junior of roles in the organization at that time working towards the next level and a question came in the person that i worked for uh, was not there. It was someone who was in a position where the respect of the organisation required that they got an answer straight away. And I knew the answer, but I knew that it was not my role in my job to give that answer. That was the next person up the, the scale to give that answer. But I gave the answer because I understood that it was important to give an answer. And I, I couched it in terms of so-and-so would normally giving you this answer my understanding is that this is the situation and it was about superannuation so it was the important financial consideration as well i said i i will tell you this as my understanding but i will also let so and so know that i've given you this answer and uh, this is what i said and that they will confirm with you at a later date the person went away happy that they got an answer but also that there was going to be some follow-up i got into trouble I got into trouble for giving that answer. It's a bit unreasonable. <laughs> it was the government. Yeah. <laughs> Back then. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, not so much that, that I, I got into trouble for giving the answer, even though the information I gave was correct. And I think it was more a reaction that they didn't realise that I knew the information, that I had learned that quickly on the job. Yeah. Uh, and they were embarrassed that they hadn't acknowledged that and so they had to find some way of dealing with the situation. I think also they needed to have an example so that the because I was one of four people in the same role and they didn't want the others to think that they could do that as well because it was, they weren't as knowledgeable in that role at that point as I was. And so they had to, to take a stand and say this is not appropriate for anyone in this at this level, to give this information, even though I'd done it in a way that qualified the information I was giving. The point of the story is to also, if you're in the supervisory role and, and your staff come to you and say, we want to sit down and have a talk because we, we're finding we're overlapping in what we're doing, or you observe it and you say, yep, we, you guys need to come and sit down so we can talk about how you, the public is perceiving you. That, that you acknowledge that there might be knowledge there that you haven't yet acknowledged. Mm. And so explore completely what it is that is at the, the base of the interaction and the issue and make sure that the decisions and the process that happens after this is a reflection of 
these people sharing all of the contributing factors that they think should be considered as part of this, the resolution of this issue. If I go back to where a person in, in a colleague's situation saying, you do that because you're better at it than me and I'm making mistakes, I'm, I'm going to make it more specific and say it's in processing the billing side and if one person is saying, I'm not really good with numbers, I always get it wrong, you do it. What Kim said before is very important, and that is find out why you don't like it. Why aren't you doing it and why do you make mistakes? Most of the time it's psychological. It's because you already told yourself, I'm not good at it, I don't like it. Yeah. We're not liking it, it's not good enough. And I think even if you don't like it, once you know how to do it, you will do it. So, again, ask to be retrained, if you want to call it that way. Ask your colleague to explain it. And the other colleague, do not just do it for them because you're really not helping yourself mm. or them because by doing it, you will resent it. Mm. And you probably deep down go, oh, she's been here, blah, blah, blah. She still doesn't know how to do it. I have to and, do this extra work. Yes. I'm and carrying the load. Exactly. And just say, look, write it down. Write the, the, the process down in the way you understand it and receive it. The person who doesn't like it and doesn't get it right has the accountability by learning it and getting it right. And the more you do it, the more you're going to get better at it. The other person have the, the accountability to help the other person as a colleague and a good person and that's show them how to do it, be patient, but don't do it for them and don't let them off the hook. It's still always coming back to having the discussion. Talking yes. openly, respectfully, safe in a safe environment about the situation as it appears to you, and it may not appear to that person. You know, it, in most cases, they're not doing it on purpose. Yes. They're not doing it to white ant you, to undermine you. They're doing it because they think they're helping, or because they yes. think that's the the best thing for the organisation. So you need to say those things to one another. You need yes. to sit down and look at what you're doing. You need to review the job descriptions, you need yeah. to review the systems, the processes, the sharing of tasks, all of those things. Yeah. And it needs to be done regularly. It can't be done once a year. It's got to be done far more regularly than that because jobs change, requirements change, situations change. When you're doing that review, I think it's important to have one chunk of it talking about how are we working together? How am I helping or hindering you? And so it would be at that time to discuss things like, well, I know you're really being very helpful when you butt in and, and try to help my customer. I prefer it if you didn't, even if I haven't got it right, till after the customer have moved away or sat down and then I'll get it right for the next time. I can still rescue it unless it's really going to cause damage, then jump in. But if it's not, if it's a learning thing, then allow me to learn. Again, talk about how can I make it easier and more pleasant for you to be at work and working with me. And that goes both ways. And this way we both want to come to work to do a good job and be happy. Let's find that way. Particularly when there's only a very small team of two. You only got you two and you're in each other's space all day long. So you need to, to be mindful of that and see how you can make it a good environment. The most powerful thing you can say to the other person who is stepping on your toes is... I really want to do the job like you. Mm. Show me how to do it 
Let me yeah. try and then tell me afterwards what else I need to do so that I can do it as well as you. That's a big compliment and then no, nothing can go wrong with that. All you're saying is, I want to learn it, I just don't want you to do it for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it's no, and I want to pull my It's no detraction of, yeah. of your skills or how you're doing the job at this point in time. Yes. It merely changes the focus from being, I don't want you to do this, to... I want to do it the way you do it. Show me. Let me try. The other thing is remember to have those discussions when there are no clients around or after work or before work, before the office hours are open or the shop hours, whatever area you're working in. Having those discussions, no matter how softly you're speaking, how discreet you might think and how noisy the environment is, don't because somebody will Someone hear and all it's gonna be embarrassing for you. Everyone's a secret <laughs> shopper. Yes, and and that's a, a lovely term, and it, and it is a system that works. It perhaps not as well as it could in the supermarket sense, but I know in other in industries it works particularly well. Although I will say we've got our local Aldi staff trained so that when we go in, they'll say, "Oh, here they are, our secret shoppers," <laughs> or or if they're if they're a bit. Being a bit cheeky on the, the checkout will say, remember, we're your secret shoppers. And, and then, then their response is, well, how are we doing? You know, so they're, they're really, Very good. really a fun crowd. Yes. But it is important, as Fudana said, to have these discussions in private. It, it's not a public discussion. It's no. not for, up for public discussion. It is very much about the, the people who are doing their jobs and the way they're doing them and what they're doing. Okay, I think we've explored that sufficiently for you today. Thanks for being with us once again. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fogana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.